What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Oh, we got a special show for you this week. Uh, we have our monthly Tap That Takeover. Uh, this month is State 48, and I talked with uh, Nick, Mike, and Eric from State 48. Uh, Nick is the owner of State 48, and uh, Mike and Eric are two brewers. And we met over at Tap That Downtown in uh, downtown Phoenix, excuse me, downtown Phoenix. And we sat, and, you know, and, uh, you know, my, uh, I told them my experience with state 48. And the, the last time I went there, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised and, uh, maybe turned around a little bit. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was, so it was fun to, to, to talk to them and get their, their take on, um, on the beer scene here in Arizona. And we talk a little bit about sports. You know me, I like talking about sports. So um, we do talk a little bit about baseball. And uh, yeah, it's a, it was a, it was a good, um, good conversation. I enjoyed it. Uh, we had some good beers. Um, they had the tap that takeover on their first Friday. They had a uh, tap takeover by state 48. That's what led to this conversation. Uh, just a little shout out to Roshim. Uh, also, Rosa down there at Tap That. She's very, she was very nice. I've seen her the last uh, couple months, and uh, she took care of us uh, very well. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy um, this Tap That uh, Takeover series. Uh, this is the third one. Uh, we already got uh, one scheduled for next month. I think the um, the takeover for the first Friday over at Tap That Downtown is going to be Grand Canyon. Not sure who I'm going to talk to yet from Grand Canyon uh, Brewery and Distillery, but um, I'm sure Roshim is uh, hard at work right now, <laughs> lining up someone uh, for me to talk to. But um, anyway, this is, uh, excuse me, I was about, well, I was gonna, yeah, Eric, Mike, and Nick, and I talking about beer. Especially, you know, brewing beer. I know, but you guys, had you guys started up like as homebrewers or anything? Or was it like just something? I mean, I think, yeah, everyone starts with a little homebrewing experience before jumping into, like, professional brewing. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say, like, I was a crazy homebrewer. I did, uh, I guess I got my start um, in college mm -hmm. um, studying nutritional science and biochemistry. My first homebrew was... Uh, a project actually for a food science class we were doing fermentation and everyone you know does like kimchi or kombucha yeah and uh i had a, a homebrew kit that you know a little five gallon like five gallon buckets that a friend's mom gifted me mm -hmm. um so i uh yeah I, I did that and it turned out it was a hefeweizen that turned out really good i think it was uh it was just an extract brew a lot stronger alcohol than uh, I didn't take any gravities or do any testing, but it uh, one one uh, pint would definitely mess you up. Good, so, <laughs> but I was I impressed myself. You know, trying to keep temperature control in, in Arizona isn't the easiest for home brewing. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, I moved to uh, Minnesota after uh, after college, and I wasn't I wasn't doing brewing yet, but. I don't know if you know, Minnesota's got a great craft beer scene and yeah. huge homebrew scene um, out there. So dabbled a little bit um, just in the community and um, great culture out there. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of where 
where my uh, craft beer experience all started. I know you've got something something a little different, Eric. Oh yeah, I uh, when I was at college, I joined a fraternity, and one of the guys in the fraternity worked at uh, a homebrew shop or more beer. Yeah. And so when I was a pledge, I went over there, and he was showing me like how to package hops and all this stuff, and I thought I was like, hold on, hold on, I can make my own beer. Like, I can't buy it yet. And he goes, oh, yeah, completely legal. I was like, all right, let's do it. Uh, ended up working there through college mm-hmm. um, and found out that I could do it, like, as a career. So a lot of, like, breweries that were opening up in Southern California where I was going to college at uh, needed, you know, people in bottling line or, you know, just starting out. And so I got my foot in the door and 15 years later, here I am. <laughs> so it's so you work your way, like, from the bottom? Always. Yeah. 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 Started bottling and packaging, moved way up to assistant brewer, brewer, head brewer, and then just been moving around. Yeah. I mean, I hear that story a lot. Very rarely do you ever go from, you know, off the street right to, you know, pitching the yeast or anything. (laughs) Yeah. No, it takes takes a lot more time than people, especially to get comfortable with, like, state-of-the-art brew systems. you know, maybe at a smaller scale, you can do it like with a nano brew system. Yeah. But I remember I, you know, had I thought I had the knowledge and experience going into it when I first um, stepped into you know State 48 for the first time. Think I, you just kind of forget everything you think you know, and you just yeah start from the bottom. Um, start. I had the pleasure of working with some really experienced brewers um, in the first couple years I was there. We had crazy turnover, but um, it was almost a blessing in disguise because I got to see, you know, um, and learn from almost, I think, eight to ten different brewers. Expose you to different techniques and such? It was, yeah, it was that much. Like, all at under mile. Yeah, Joel, Sam, John, um, Chad, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't my fault. Wasn't my fault. Now we got yeah, Eric, so Jeff. Yeah. Yes. How long have both of you guys been at State 48? So I, I'm going on four years now. Yeah, year, year and a half. Wait, what is it? February now? Uh, yeah. Almost two years. Yeah. You know, I got to be honest uh, with State 48. You know, I've had a you know up and down relationship as far as like my beer palate. Like when I first moved to the Valley, um, I was I, I was in, in Glendale right next to uh, uh, Westgate. And you guys had moved in where Good and Bad and Ugly was. And is it the Funk House, right? Is that yeah, the Funk House over there? And I thought the beers were okay. I didn't think, you know, it wasn't remarkable. Um, as far as, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like, whoa, like, I, I got to come back here for this one. But it was good. You know, it complemented the food very well. And I went back yesterday, in fact. I, I live in Surprise now. And so we got the State 48 in Surprise. And I went back and... Um, the, the, that Baltic Porter is fucking amazing. That, that Baltic Porter was just blew me. And I saw it on the, you have it on the menu, World Cup Beer Winner. And I saw that, you know, I keep, I keep tabs on the Arizona breweries that are at GABF and World Cup. I saw that. And so I finally had some. I'm just amazed by that beer. That was excellent. And then the, what's the other one? The, uh, the, one, the hazy with the experimental hazy. Oh, for science? Yeah, for yeah. science. That one was really good. I really dug that one. Like, I, I saved that one for last on my little flight. But, um... Yeah, is that something? Is the what's Nick coming from the business side? Like, is the beer first? The the restaurant? You want it to blend together very well. Obviously, you want them to do both well because that means you guys are doing well. 
but how are you, you know, coming at it from a business side? I mean, we came from a restaurant background, so that was our main focus. We kind of just, we knew we weren't brewers. We got people who knew yeah. how to brew and kind of left it in their hands to do what they know to do best and make what they know best. And our kind of our whole setup is 30 draft beers on tap at all mm-hmm. times at least. Surprise is 36, and they have two bars, and the other one has AC as well. So yeah. We have a lot of varieties. Like, yes, the very good. So you come in, like, there's a Belgian beer lover. We have four Belgians. Yeah. Like, like light beers, you have eight light beers. It's like we have five IPAs. We have tons of different variety of every single style. So you want whatever you want, you actually have. And there's, like, so many people that come into us in the summertime. They're like, oh, this is awesome. We actually have, like, a porter, imperial style, like, all these adorable summertime. Like, you should mm-hmm. have this. Like, yeah, so we have a lot of handles. We have a lot of room to... Uh, had different styles in that aspect of it. And then uh, they get to like, experiment with the hazing. We have 14 year round beers, so other 16 years constantly rotating. Mm-hmm. So they get to have fun with that. And French uh, just let them do that's their side. They're the pros at that. Yeah. But then us as a restaurant, like, side like with compliments each other. They go, trust goes hand in hand. Like, all of our places are huge. Yeah. It's like surprises 10,000 square feet. So we can't have just a 10,000 square foot beer bar. Uh, <laughs> right. It's kind of hard, especially that demographic of older <laughs> crowd. So you need you need food to bring in the people. So mm-hmm. we still sell way more food than we do beer, but that's kind of our backup. But then the beer does fully complement the food. Yeah. And then we are a full restaurant, so people come in. Sometimes they don't even drink, or they come in and have cocktails as well. Mm-hmm. But then for the people that do drink, like the lot of our regulars that come in every single day, they'll get the same beer, or be able to like come in every single week, and they're like, "What's new?" Yeah, I mean, usually at least, at least have that's two that's new that's styles. the kind. That's yes. me. <laughs> yeah. So they'll be like, "What's new?" Yeah, we have like two new styles, and then we'll always have like a flagship, like for example, IPAs. We always have like a flagship Sound Freedom West Coast IPA mm-hmm. or Subcast Hazy IPA, and then we have like three or four or five sometimes other IPAs that they get had to choose from. They'll try to have like an Imperial, maybe a Session, or whatever they want to do. Yeah, I think uh, uh, that's the one thing I noticed when I went in there yesterday was the amount of beers, too, and the variety, because I think when I first went, you guys had a few, you know, don't get me wrong, you had a good good variety, but now the amount of variety that you have is is great, and that's tribute to the, the five different places you have now. Do you brew at all five different? Yes, so, you have, or we have six Six now, okay. We currently brew at two. Okay. West case, just barrel in, or the barrel-aged beers there, okay. so just actually... The other brewer that will be getting Shout out, Jeff. Most, well, yeah. <laughs> Jeff's been brewing longer than I've been alive. He that, but he's been brewing for over 30 years. And his stories, oh, wow. He can tell stories for days about every single brewer in Arizona. Yeah. And every brewery because he he's like an encyclopedia. But, uh, yes, yeah, so he'll be doing the barrel-aged beers probably within a week or two mm-hmm. from all our locations as well. And those are always fun because you have some, uh, like, Blanton's barrels coming out. Ooh, nice. Hill. Yeah. And then we have some Jack Daniels. Right on. Uh, do you guys, uh, where, where do you guys brew at? Where's the, the main brew house? So I'm, I'm at the Scottsdale location. Okay. Um, we supply most of the beer for the just the restaurants. So a lot of like just in kegs, mm-hmm. all in kegs. Um, and then Eric uh, downtown, they do a lot of the canning and distribution. Um, so, you know, kegs that are coming here to, to tap that um, is coming from downtown and yeah, all the canning. Yeah. What do you... Uh, uh, you guys distribute a little bit. I've seen you guys like at at, um, at, at uh, grocery stores and. Um, 
Are you trying to get outside of Arizona, or are you guys just happy where you're at, or just see how it grows? Uh, focus for inside Arizona. So okay. Kind of like a hundred miles theme is like beer's best within hundred miles of your brewery. We're kind of mm. beer like we're hundred percent local. So our theme is State Forty Eight. So yeah. We love Arizona. We want to stay in Arizona, and we have a lot of room to grow in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why we uh, place all our locations throughout the valley. And we all started in West Valley, love West Valley. Then we slowly like, moved to downtown Scottsdale and Gilbert. And uh, it's like now, like, pretty much wherever you go, you go to any sporting event, we're within a mile of Arizona Major Stadium in Arizona. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's like we kind of give everybody the opportunity to have it fresh on draft. And then as well, we're in, like, Fry's, Sprouts, Walmart, Total Wine, like, Circle K. Like, literally, like, we're in pretty much every major chain store as well and six packs for our main styles yeah so kind of a variety like you have distribution crescent crown is great for us mm-hmm. and then you also have it on draft where if you want more variety you have that as well yeah do you guys like going to the the beer festivals you guys uh, i do yeah, yeah it's fun it's fun being on the other side of it now like going as the brewery on i enjoy it it's some are better than others um yeah you know the crowd can get tough to deal with but it, it is it's always a fun time it's always a unique experience everyone yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm on the opposite end of that <laughs> yeah. I, i've been doing it a long time went to my fair share of beer festivals and now i'm like uh you know what i think i'm just gonna stay at home this saturday and have a couple beers <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, yeah but you. but when i was going to them they're a blast and it was good to see your friends that were there too at other breweries hang out with them you know answer homebrewing questions and now you have you know a professional opinion on yeah so help those guys out too so it's it, like mike said it's good to be on the opposite side of it and we got a strong beer coming up. Do you guys have yeah. a big strong beer you guys made special we for got, that? We or? actually have uh, quite a few good strong beers that, uh, yeah, we're just coming out with. But uh, we just did a Belgian strong mm-hmm. um, that we'll probably bring. Um, we've got a, a crowd favorite at these beer festivals is our Hellbitch uh, Belgian Triple. Uh, yeah. People just love that, love that beer. It's, you know, nice. Get that clove aftertaste. Yeah. It's, or it's, finish. Yeah. Um, and it's not like real heavy. It's, no. it, yeah, it doesn't drink like a like a nine and a half percent beer. Um, we had double IPA that just we just did called Teddy. Um, oh, I saw that. I, that's, I yeah, can't drink that's everything. A good one. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got some good strong beers. Um, again, having having thirty beers um, year round, it gives us uh, just variety whenever we, these beer festivals come around. Yeah. We'll probably bring a light beer, though, too, so people aren't. Palate cleanser? You don't yeah. want to drink 9% beers all day, Mike? <laughs> no, yeah, we'll bring, we'll bring something nice, crispy, and refreshing for Well, that's for what I've noticed about strong beers. They have the, you know, people bring their, the breweries bring the strong beer, but then they'll have, a, like, a lighter option just as a, a change of pace, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I think every time I've gone to strong beer, I have not used all my tickets. No. I usually give no. my tickets away at the end. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I got to drive home. <laughs> Pretty what? impressive if you do, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some people out there, you know, God bless them. They could do it. I'm not built that way. <laughs> At the end of the beer festival, you usually find the people that got all those extra tickets. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you see those memes on the Dark Lord Day memes? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what, uh, um, so, like, what... It's a cliche question, but it always it, it's always very uh, interesting to me. Like, what kind of beers do you guys like to drink, you know, at home? Well, we can go in a row. I'll go first. Um, I honestly, 
you know, back in the day, like the whole like haze craze, I was definitely got into like hazies. I think everyone like goes in and out of like, you know, what your palate's feeling, especially with the seasons. And, um, but yeah, with the haze craze, I think I was really into hazies and kind of got burnt out on them. So now it's just your, your nice light beers, like what I, what I enjoy at home, especially in Arizona. It's mm-hmm. sunny and, and hot throughout the year. You want something nice and refreshing. So yeah, I would say our like our German Pilsner, we just started canning our Buzz Light beer. Which is American Light Lager, which is fantastic. That's that's probably been my go-to um, in-house, and yeah, just a Miller Light guy, I guess. <laughs> Miller. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm in that same boat with Mike. I drank a lot of IPAs going into college, right when they were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. But now it's I, I love all those the hop characteristics, but in a lower ABV beer. So Czech Pilsners, German Pilsners are my go-to's. Yeah, but. If they would sell better, I would love to do four and a half percent, you know, IPAs with all of those uh, aromatics uh, that you can get out of your hops. But just I can drink two of them instead of just having one. Yeah, so, the session IPAs. Yeah, they they don't sell that well, do they? No, no, and that's that's the biggest thing. We'll drink them; they're yeah. great. But unfortunately, it's hard to keep them in stock because of the way that they sell. So, it, do you think it's because they're, they 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 feel like they're watered down IPAs, or is it because it? Yeah, I think people like the getting the most bang for their buck, you yeah. know, because it's we're not gonna, I don't know, on the menu it's still gonna be the same price usually as. Oh, <laughs> yeah. IPAs are one, and everything else is the same as the same. Plus yeah. Yeah, I mean hops are expensive, and the yeast that we use is right. You know, usually, we can control that, but taking some grain out to reduce the ABV in that like doesn't change your price point a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> grain is pretty point. the cheapest ingredient that we use. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do like the I think the double IPAs have probably for the bang for my buck as far as flavor goes. Not the ABV. I'm not very concerned with the ABV, but as far as flavor goes, the doubles always do me the best anyway. That's what I like. How about you, Nick? What do you drink? Um, I mean, I always, Porter's always been my favorite style. Which yeah. I think it's awesome how we actually won gold medal for a Porter at World Brew Cup. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my dog's names is Porter. Just <laughs> so, like, that's perfect. But then, uh, I'm not, I'm not drinking more Porter's. Yeah, so, no, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like, I might have a, if I go out to a restaurant, a lot of times I will have a Porter. But then I usually will have a light beer. So it's usually like American Light Lager or, or Mexican Light Lager. They're usually my go-to's. Yeah. And my wife always drinks hazy IPAs. Like, I'll have a sip of her beer. I'm like, all right, like. You got your fix. Days, like, <laughs> yeah, get my fix and try something new. But usually every time I go out to a restaurant, like, literally, whatever local beers on tap that yeah. I haven't had yet, I'll get that. Oh, yeah, so, I'll tell you on that. Yeah, no matter what it is. Like, if it's a amber and it's a local beer and there's like, everything else is domestic, mm-hmm. I'll get that just to try to support the local guys. Yeah, I got you. I have a question about um, Porter's, though, and, and I've read – I've read about it, but what's the difference between like a regular porter and a Baltic porter? Oh, it's the it's one's lagered and one's an ale. Okay, so that's that's what porter, I thought. Okay. Porters are typically ales, and then the Baltic right. porter is just cold fermented with the lager lager yeast. So, um, but with this Baltic porter that we did, um, is, shout out Jeff again his 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 recipe, um, just well executed because it's stronger. So it's technically it's eight and a half percent. So yeah. it's not your your normal porter, so it's a, a strong, porter? it's a strong beer. Yeah, it's a strong beer, and it's just clean, clean fermented. Um, yeah, a lot of balance to it. You get you get that chocolate, you get that that roast, um, and it's and it's clean, 
but at eight and a half percent, it's not like sticky. It's just it's really easy drinking. So that's yeah. I've noticed it's, it's like it was smooth, almost like creamy. The mouthfeel, not like you know, like a, a you threw lactose in it, but yeah, no, no, no lactose in that. Yeah, it, but it, it does have like a creamy finish, and and it was I was just amazed. I, I can't wait to have it again, to be honest. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so what you guys have? Uh, you guys like to do uh, experimental beer? Like what, what kind of beers you guys? Are you guys trying to experiment with? I mean, I saw you have some sours and a seltzer on tap. Is Probably won't be doing a seltzer again. Okay. Uh, definitely, we definitely <laughs> tried that out. That was fun. We've done, we did it a couple times. Um, but it just it doesn't compete with the... We, we offer White Claws, um, you know, at the, at the restaurant, so... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the sours, um, I mean, Eric does a sour, uh, our cherry sour that gets distributed that... I think it's a great, great beer. Um, and then, yeah, we did that. We did a unfruited Goza last year. Um, mm. Again, slow selling, but it's great. I mean, it's, it was fun to do. It was our first sour we did at Logger House. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed making it. I think it turned out, turned out well. But yeah, usually the it's a little easier to sour downtown. Yeah, it. we have all the stuff down there, so it's like. <laughs> Um, but it, we've just been doing it and it's ingrained in us now. So and mm-hmm. I've, we've done it at other breweries too. So, uh, and that cherry sour is kettle sour. So we're looking at the same, uh, turnaround time as a normal, uh, IP that we yeah. do. So not like the wild ales where we have to exactly, wait, yeah. <laughs> wait and, around. And as far as like the experimentals for, for me, it's, if I've never used a hop before, I want to use it. And so oh, yeah. for the four science that we have is single hop all the way through, um, using, mm-hmm. Uh, thiolized yeast strain so just seeing what that hop did with this yeast um, is is cool so it came out super fruity a lot of that or peach ring and um, yeah like sweet citrus so now we have or we're experiment, experimenting with another hop and that beer is going to be coming out next week this week oh next it's beer week. next week we did a collaboration actually with that yeah. oh okay that's a Derek did downtown if you want to tell them about that beer coming out yeah, so uh, we used HBC 586, which is uh, sweet fruit, uh, citrus, and then it's got this spicy note to it too. And we, we were looking at the profiles, we're rubbing it, we're smelling it, and we wanted to throw it in. So uh, that beer, uh, same yeast stream, we used Cosmic Punch. Uh, we mash hop that beer with Cascade to increase all of uh, the like grapefruit and sweet fruit components that come out of it. Um, and we just dry hopped that uh, last week, and we smelled it like two days after, and it's just a punch in the face of sweet fruit. I don't get a lot of the spice in there, but the the sweet fruit characteristic, it's like pear, pineapple, uh, and uh, with like a grapefruit balance. So it's, oh, okay. it's super interesting just to smell it like before dry hopping, after dry hopping, uh, all the way through with just a single hop to see how it changes the beer. Sounds like a dry sweetness to me. Yeah, it's... It, uh, the 630 had more for the for science had more of a like creamy almost like creamsicle yeah. kind of finish mm-hmm. um, this one's a little drier but it still has a lot of those sweet fruit components so I'd say it's more on the citrus side than it is on the uh, like stone fruit sweet fruit yeah so but it still smelled amazing so I can't I can't wait for that to come do out do we have a name for that yet I'm gonna <laughs> let them name it I was like okay. collaboration between us do you guys have like a little <laughs> notebook where you write down oh that'd be a good name for a beer and we just write it right on the tanks. No, we, I don't know. When it comes to naming beers, it's always, it's probably the hardest part of our job. <laughs> Especially now, like in the beginning. Everything's you know, been done. Ago. 
yeah, yeah years everything ago, you, you come, come up with, with it's been done. So it's like just getting something unique and that will again grab people's attention that they want to order. Um, yeah, it's all it's marketing to it. Or you could just do very basic like like you did with the Baltic Porter. Hey, this is State Forty Eight Baltic Porter. Right. That's you usually know our last resort when it's like, <laughs> okay, we got, yeah. But, but it's not, it's, 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 we tried naming the Baltic Porter, but yeah, Baltic Porter just, it's, it sells itself because it is an interesting, people yeah. are like, oh, what makes that different than a regular Porter right. in the U.S.? So. It's yeah. unique and not a lot of breweries, you know, produce that style of beer. So it's cool to see it on the menu right. when you're not going to see something like that at most places that you go to. Yeah. I mean, because lagerine is a different animal altogether, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, yeah, it just makes, I don't know, it just works so well with that beer. Um, but yeah, we, even though, I don't know, just for the audience out there, um, even though we have Logger House and downtown's location, Eric does a ton of loggering there, obviously. Um, I try to yeah, steal more loggers away from them. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, a <the> good idea. <laughs> I mean, it just happens to go, I, I like drinking them if it's right there, you know. Yeah, nothing tastes better than a beer right out of the tank, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got our original names. Like, Sound of Freedom was originally because he started in Surprise. So, with mm-hmm. Air Force Base, the Sound of Fighter Jets flying over our head every day. Oh, yeah. Sound of Freedom, just nothing's cooler than here. Um, Sound of American the F- Fighter Jets. F 35 yeah. or whatever they yeah. have out there. It's pretty awesome. That we actually like, always give that Air Force Base some kegs and hopefully they're not <laughs> drinking or flying. No, of course not. Out. No, they would never do that. Yeah, and then other names are just like Vortex. Like, Arizona has no Vortexes up nowhere. Mm hmm. Or like, get a. Uh, Huge Teddy Roosevelt fans. That's why the new beard Imperial is the Teddy. Yeah. And then we had like Speak Softly, we carry a big snake. So Speak Softly was the Session IPA. Oh, yeah. Stick was Imperial IPA. I like the Van Buren Blonde. I mean, that, that rolls off the tongue nicely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, downtown. Downtown location yeah, right is off. Yeah. Van Buren. So. Yeah. Stuff in. Totally why we named it Van Buren. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it. it a beer by any, I mean, no matter what you call it, it's going to be good, right? I mean, it's it's beer, <laughs> so it really the man. I think the name is, is kind of fun, but I mean, the beers will speak. If it's a good beer, it doesn't matter what it's really named. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm indifferent. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that names draw you in, uh, just like labels do. Mm. So if you see it good on a point. shelf and you've never tried it before, you've never seen it, um, that's usually. A, you look at that and you're like, oh, it's a cool name. And then you read what it is underneath. Yeah. And that, that draws your attention first. And you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to give it a try. It's got a cool name. And then yeah. we, ha- we try to do both cool name and good beer. So that way they remember <laughs> it. And then. Yeah. And what about your labels? I mean, who does your labels? Do you guys have a, a permanent artist or? Yeah. I mean, we don't do our own. We're okay. not that technology. <laughs> yeah. We have a guy named Blake Wilson. Okay. He does. I mean, he just kills it because he just. Just tell what we want, and he does it. And most of our labels are just representing Arizona. Mm-hmm. A lot of our labels now are just the Arizona flag with like a different center. So it's like mango weed might have the mango in the middle. Suncast is the hop in the middle. Yeah. And then like South of Freedom is a patriotic can. But we don't really, uh, cans are mainly just for like the grocery stores and major chains. Right. Our beer is just keg beer that people are enjoying inside our own restaurant, which is pretty awesome. And usually your tap handles are just the, the State 48 logo, right? Yeah, so just a yeah. bright yellow handle that's an I-beam from a dad's construction background. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and then Arizona on the top, or Badgerland on top. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the, uh, the F-35s, my company's, like, right on the south runway. 
like our fence, we share a fence. So I hear, I hear, you hear the sound the of freedom all the time. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. It's loud. Sometimes it shakes the, my office. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, a small, price of, small price to pay for freedom. Yeah. <laughs> you guys come from a military background at all? No. No? I don't, but a lot of my friends are in the military. So yeah. growing up with them and knowing them for the past 18 years, I've seen them go through flight school, uh, met like their friends and their you know dads that have been in the military too. So yeah. a lot of that has significant importance to me. My grandpa was in World War II, so yeah. didn't come Same. from a military family, but I have a lot of ties to it. Yeah, my, my dad was in the Air Force. He was, in, uh, he was a mechanic. And, uh, yeah, when he came out, like, three or four years ago before they shut down Luke Days, and he was able to go into, I think, I want to say it was called the KC-30. It was a, a, a fuel tanker. So he got to see, like, one of the planes, not the plane he worked. He didn't work on that particular plane, but he got to see the style of plane he worked on. So he got a big kick out of Luke Days. You guys participate in the, it's coming up. You guys going to try to put your beer on? Because the, they serve beer at the, during Luke Days. Actually, we're not, but for sure, every time they, they call me up a lot of times, I'm like, hey, we're doing a promotional party, or we're doing a holiday party, we have some yeah. eggs. And we always just, here you guys go, like, what do you guys want? And they're, yeah. like, they're always grateful and appreciative, and like, they always support us by coming to our breweries that are right there as well. So yeah. we always give them eggs. And we also, as being other brewery owners right now, but you're constantly getting asked for donations for everything. So we're, instead of giving everybody things now, we usually obviously cater towards the military or firefighters are usually the charities you usually go with. Okay. And uh, go that route. I mean, still support, like, local sports teams as well, but mm-hmm. usually it's the military. Yeah. Yeah, do you guys have any, like, a special thing with the, the Rangers? And, like, if you bring in your ticket, you get 10% off your bill or something like that? Or We don't, but we're, like, uh, half the price is inside the stadium, so... Oh, okay. I really enjoy showing up at 11 o'clock, getting a free game <laughs> on, leave by 12.30, go into the game, and then showing back up at... 3.30 after the spring training games. And yeah. Did all that as well. You guys baseball fans at all? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Who are your teams? Uh, I'm a Yankees fan. Okay. Uh, so, so is Nick. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I'm a Cubs fan, so. Oh, okay. Have you been to Sloan? You've been to Sloan Park, right? Oh, yeah. No, I've been to Sloan. When I moved out here, yeah. uh, I went to the last preseason game before COVID hit. Okay. It was like the next day they shut everything down. I was like, I'm so glad I got to go before <laughs> this happened. So yeah, it was cool. yeah. We're ready for spring training for yep. sure. Oh, I love spring love training. Love the D-backs, too. We'll watch them all day, every day. Yeah. yeah. We actually have nine fermenters in uh, Loggerhouse for Mike Bruce, and Jeff's also a Yankees fan as well. So. Oh, wow. We named all our fermenters after the, the one through nine uh, retired numbers of the Yankees. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. how did you guys become Yankee fans living out here in Arizona? I mean... Originally born in Arizona, but with us four, so family's all from New York. Yeah, family's all in New York. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, my, my mom's from <laughs> Illinois. She grew up in Mount Prospect, and a lot of my family has Chicago ties. So, oh, okay, I would go out there multiple times a year and just have fun. Yeah, so, all the sports teams in Chicago are what I grew up with. So yeah, that's what I support. So, uh, what's wrong with the Yankees, man? <laughs> what, what do you What's, mean? Like they they've been dominant for so long, and then now just they just can't get a team to stay like play all this, the whole season. Oh, we, yeah, I mean it's hard to keep athletes healthy nowadays. I feel like, but uh, now it's our year. We got it. <laughs> oh no, I've been having a great time yeah. watching the Yankees <laughs> not do well. So yeah, I, I don't have an opinion on the Yankees either. I'm a Giants fan. Nice. So nice. I uh, um, yeah, I just. I, since I moved out here in 2016, I don't follow them as closely. 
but I still, you know, follow him nationally, you know, with the national broadcast and stuff. And it's been it's been a hard couple of years, but uh, the uh, the fact that you know every year everyone starts at zero again, and you have that hopefulness. And but like you like to your point, like it's hard to keep your team healthy the whole year. And I look back on even though. I mean, 162 games. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of baseball. I go to a different sport with fantasy football, and you have your team, and you're like, you, really, I won last year because all my team was, I didn't have any injuries. Like, all the other teams had injuries, and they, so, you know, in, in any sport, basketball, baseball, I mean, look, B just went out, and now, like, the, the Sixers season seems like it's shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to anyone, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, and now the Suns are all healthy. Because they finally got like all three of the the knock the main main three are playing, so we'll see uh, see if they can turn their season around because they weren't looking too great for a yeah. while. Yeah, love watching the Suns too. Oh, it's good for business. We have a <laughs> Phoenix Bourbon Room that's on the northwest corner of the Sun Stadium that overlooks it. So okay, when they're doing better and they actually stop the uh, stadium, yeah, see way busier than they're not. So how many better. how many uh, beers do they have on tap there? Uh, Twenty. 20, so 20, 20 state, and, uh, 48 beers. Yeah, we have a there as well. Wow. It's all for beer house. Uh, yeah, that's more of our fine dining restaurant. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's like back, more steaks, and we still have our classic burgers as well. Our burgers yeah. are all packed down, premium Angus beef, so they're all high-quality food. Oh, yeah, that I had a burger yesterday. It was fucking fabulous, man. <laughs> I went with the... Uh, um, the, the Shoot, I can't think of... Oh, it had the uh, uh, American cheese, uh, special sauce, and the Royale. B&B pickles. The Royal, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Royale with cheese. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got that one because I was with my daughter, and she wanted a burger, and she doesn't like all the fancy stuff. Yeah. So I wanted something yeah. kind of plain. Yeah. But I want, I, man, I, I wanted that the rodeo burger. What's it called? The one the, That's my dinner last night. That was a rodeo yeah. burger. <laughs> uh, I have a burger every single day. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so, loves it, so. <laughs> And she got the wood-fired pizza, which was excellent. I, I enjoyed that too. So I had, a little, I had a half a burger and a slice of pizza, and a flight of beers. It was good. Nice. I had a good time. Um, so, but look, to get back to the steakhouse, though, like, do you guys have like, like all the the cool cuts, like the porterhouse, ribeye, yeah. sirloin, New York. Yeah, we have it all. And then uh, yeah. we do a lot of smoked meats there as well. Oh, okay. The smoked meat platter. Then uh, it's Phoenix Bourbon Room. So our location, like, uh, go to our locations. We have a full bar, but it's not just a basic standard like. You have these few options to get, but mm-hmm. you have Phoenix Bourbon Room and Surprise has the Barrel Room. So he buys oh, so much yeah, different, yeah. like, like Sazerac's entire portfolio. Mm. And then we'll get all the allocated bottles as well. So it's pretty cool. It's like somebody might come to our place and be like, oh, like, you guys have Eagle Rare and Blanton? So like, yeah. And they'll get it and, like, they'll be shocked if you still have it. But, like, we get a lot of those bottles as well. And mm-hmm. don't, we don't gouge people on it either. So price of pair, so we get we get to enjoy it. We obviously sell out of the allocated stuff all the time, but we always get it back. So yeah, it's nice. And then kind uh, of goes with our. We also have the barrel aged beers coming out too, so kind of all goes hand in hand with each other. Phoenix Brewer will get a lot of that different styles that all there as well. Yeah. What's your What's the biggest beer you guys brew? Speaking like the of the strongest? barrel aged, yeah. Well, well, right now the barrel aged beer will be the strongest at like I think it's twelve and a half percent. Oh, that's a good one. Um, but consistently, uh, the Hellbitch Belgian. Yeah. Um, Was that ten point six? It's no, it's nine and a half. It, it used to be over ten. We brought it down a little bit, like nine and a half, ten percent. Um, keep it right under ten. Um, 
big stick IPA. Yeah, any double IPA that we do is usually eight and a half percent. Yeah, at least eight and a half. Yeah. But, oh, the barley wine. We do uh, mm. the barley wine that uh, is always, yeah, up, upwards of 11, 12 percent. So that's, that's, that's oh, AK-48 yeah. yeah, AK-48. Well, yeah, I did see that one. So yeah, we got some one. we got some heavy hitters for sure. Just <laughs> <laughs> do a That's flight cool, of those man. next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right a lot on. Of strong beers. Yeah, yeah um, I, I just, like I said, man, I, I saw so many on there. Like I just got a flight, you know, I had to keep it cool. I had my daughter with me. I didn't want to. It wasn't a night out, you know. It was a. Uh, I just wanted to uh, re-experience State Forty Eight before I came out here before and um, talk to you guys. And to be honest, it, it, that experience, like, I, I'm gonna have to go back now. I'm gonna have to start being. Cause I live just like right there, right off of Litchfield. So nice. I gotta start going back more often. Um, but I'm always like drawn because since we're out here and you know in downtown and out east, you know, and kind of like to your point early, like I, I just want to try different breweries, you know. And, and going back, being a regular at some places is cool, but I just, being a beer nerd, you know, I kind of just want to try different things and see what other breweries have to offer. Like, do you guys like going to different breweries around the valley or? Yeah. yeah. No, we love trying. Yeah, of course. Support definitely support local um, as much as we can. And yeah. What are some of the ones? Friends in the industry and. Yeah. What uh, are some of the ones you like to go to? I would say for me that probably Goldwater and, and Red yeah. House are the the two that I just they're they're closest to me and I yeah I, I, I like their beer a lot and yeah like supporting them. Yeah. yeah. Usually, like after work, uh, my coworker at another brewer, Vinny. Uh, We'll go to Roosevelt and basically have Arizona Wilderness, Greenwood, and then there's yeah. the new brewery that's downtown in Phoenix, too. But we have so many options right close to us, so we'll go and try out, and we go, you know, switch up the brewery like once a month. We'll go out mm-hmm. um, just to try something new. So, How about you, Nick? Uh, I mean, I like 100 Mile a lot. Oh, yeah. Also that, but like, it's also work part of the state you're in. It's like every time I go to Flagstaff, I'm always hungry, so the first stop I go to is Grand Canyon. Yeah. And usually the last stop out is Historic. Like Tucson would always be Borderlands, or yeah. So really depends where you're at. Yeah. And you always have your friends that like you take on a different side of the town. You always wanna go see other dude and check up on them and also like try their beer. Yeah. See what they're putting out. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You guys, uh, um, you guys have any like collabs coming out anytime soon besides the one with Tap That? Oh, yeah, we just did one with uh, 100 Mile, actually. So oh, okay. that'll be coming out for Beer Week, and then we have uh, the one with you guys, so it's going to be coming out. Uh, yeah, both of those will be out for Beer Week uh, at any of the locations. So. All right. Right on. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, got, I mean, uh, we, we can wrap it up now. Um, you guys have any uh, anything you'd like to, to well, I mention? Well, you actually yourself, so <laughs> what the name you find here is the voice. Mike, Mike DeRegis. Uh, yeah, brewer at Logger House in Scottsdale. Yeah, I'm Eric Zwalk, brewer over in Phoenix. So. <laughs> they, they do the magic, right? He's <laughs> a very good keg cleaner. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> assistant seller. Yeah. Assistant seller. Assistant seller. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make a business cards that say that. I don't. Well, cheers, guys. You know? Cheers, yeah. I wish I had ran out of beer. Yeah, let's yeah. go get some beer. All right.